And we're live. Welcome to the first episode of Movie Bros Podcast, uh, where you're gonna find uh, your your fans of movies uh, reviewing and rating movies. Uh, I am uh, your host, Neri Science. With me is a special uh, guest. Hopefully, she stays on as a permanent uh, uh, a co-host, but I don't want to put that on her. I don't want to put that pressure on her. No pressure. No uh, pressure. <laughs> but this is Hilda. Welcome, Hilda. Say hi. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. All right. So uh, for those of you who are, are listening to us, just know that you could watch the video of us and you could watch us live whenever we do go live. But you could watch the video that lives off forever on our YouTube and Facebook pages. Um, uh, normally, we're going to have other hosts on here as well. It's going to be a rotating cast, uh, including those such as Mike Mercadaw and Jeff Mercancini, who, if you're listening to this, you might know from either uh, Kickflix, uh, the Kickflix, the martial arts movie podcast and or the What's Up Bro uh, podcast that we've been doing for 11 years now. Um, this is going to be fun. I'm very excited. I have, it's taken me 11 years to finally succumb to the fact that I got have to do a movie review podcast because every iteration of what's up, bro, has been some type of like, and today and last week in movies and like, in like little segments and stuff. And, uh, and then we did kick flicks, which is a martial arts movie podcast. And then I just, I was like, I want to review all movies, not just martial arts movies. Cause I love martial arts movies, but I love all movies. So here we are. Uh, episode one, we're going to be reviewing black Adam and back to the future too. Not simultaneously. Cause that would be confusing. Um, <laughs> But Hilda came up with the reasoning why why are we why are we gonna be reviewing uh, Back to the Future two Hilda right why I mean, why do we jump to two why don't we start with one well right. um, this month uh, let me see I think it was 1989 we've got like the 33rd anniversary of Back to the Future two the yeah. other two were summer blockbusters but we had this one in November it was uh, November 29th 1989. there you go so we got so 33 33 years. Which is bonkers because I remember when this movie came out. Like, that's, <laughs> like uh, being I'm 41. For those of you who don't know, uh, I don't care about mentioning my age because it's, it's it's about how young you are on the inside. But it's pretty crazy that we remember that that movie came out. All right, so let's start off with Black Adam, this little independent film uh, that was released uh, three and a half weeks ago from the time of this recording. Uh, Black Adam, uh, to give the plot summary, is uh, an ancient Kandak, uh Teth Adam was bestowed the almighty powers of the gods. After using these powers for vengeance, he was in prison, becoming Black Adam. Nearly 5,000 years have passed, and Black Adam has gone from man to myth to legend. Now, free, his unique form of justice born out of rage is challenged by modern-day heroes who formed a justice society, which include Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher, and Cyclone. That is the official plot summary so first of all uh hilda do you watch this movie weekend of like the weekend it came out uh last weekend so oh, yes. was that was that the no no we're, no we're, it came we're out week three now week three. oh week okay so more. yeah we were where are we we're in november we were out of the country for a couple weeks so we just we just got back and we were like i gotta go see this movie um this is actually this was actually a superhero that i knew nothing about okay it might be the first, like it might be the first movie, both DC or Marvel, that where I did it. I wasn't familiar with the superhero, and I, but mm. I'm all for anything superhero. So I was like, yeah, let's uh, let's dive in and go. Um, so coming from somebody who does not have backstory on this character, I really enjoyed the movie. Okay, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, so what you, what were your initial uh, thoughts of the movie? 
overall, I loved it. Um, I had a, I left with a ton of questions, but I was expecting that, right? Like being somebody who didn't have backstory on the, on any of the characters in this. Um, but, uh, the was Cyclone, her visual effects. I know I'm jumping around here, but it was like sure. visually as an artist, visually, I was like in love with her, her special effects whenever yes. she would come in. Yes, yes. Um, are we doing spoilers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. We could do spoilers. I, mean, I was like, no, should I ask them first? In a month, that's fine. I think I think you could do spoilers. Sure. Okay. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, but no, visually, visually, I loved it. I was I was entertained. I, again, like I I had a ton of questions, but that I think that was to be expected. So like, if you had more knowledge of the character going into it, you're probably gonna have a totally different reaction to the movie than I did. Well, I knew very little about Black Adam per se. I my my knowledge of Black Adam was that he was the I knew that he was a counterpart to Shazam. I knew that he had the same powers of Shazam, but was more of a um I, I always knew him as a villain. Um there I, I don't know if that's accurate, but I just knew him as a villain. I saw him in one animated movie. Uh it was Superman versus Batman, and it was and then Black Adam was there. Um so my knowledge of the character is very, very narrow. Um, I will say it's not. This is not the first movie for me. Like for you, you saying that this is the first superhero movie that you knew nothing about. I have gone into multiple. I didn't know anything about Doctor Strange going into Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about Guardians. The Guardians to me, anything that's space related, I never read as a kid. Anything that had to do with space, Silver Surfer. Like I know who these characters are, but I don't know anything really about them. So gotcha. same thing goes. Same thing goes for Black Adam. I knew who Black Adam was before going into this, but I don't know anything about him. I just knew he was Shazam's counterpart. Uh, and I knew that uh, both Shazam and Black Adam could take it to Superman because Superman, one of Superman's weaknesses that I don't know if I'm more of, I don't know if most moviegoers, non-comic book readers know, is magic. Um, so I know that because their powers are magic-based, Shazam and Black Adam can take it to Superman very well. Um and that's really all I knew. And so I went into this movie and I was like, I don't know anything, but I'm a huge fan of The Rock. I don't know anybody who's ever listened to any of the podcasts I do knows that, um, uh, yeah, The Rock can get it um, or I can get it. I'll, I'll take it from The Rock. It's fine. It's, I'm not, you know, I'm not, well, I'm not into labels. OK, uh, no, but I love, the Rock. I love The Rock and any movie he's done. Uh, I will say this, though. Uh, I have a friend who watches like she's a huge fan of Melissa McCarthy. So she watches and she quote unquote loves everything that Melissa McCarthy's done. She purchases everything Melissa McCarthy's done. And I'm not that way with the I'm not that way with anybody. But like I didn't buy uh Baywatch. I did I've never watched the movie Doom. I'm not like there's some things of the rock that even I'm like, hey, I support you from afar, bro. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go spend my money on this. Okay. <laughs> But I was a huge fan of The Rock, and I knew this was a passion project of his. So uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a, I, I had a great time. Uh, the special effects, uh, to go on to what you were saying about Cyclone, I thought the, the movie itself in general had a much higher special effects than most other DC projects. Yeah, uh, Dr. Fate's like, sh like golden shards, like whenever they oh, would come yeah. down, every single time they appeared on screen. Like I was like, wait. Did he just say something? Because I just missed it. It was literally, I was just so taken aback by these. I mean, they looked like gold charts, like just coming down, like the shields, the, but, and cyclone, like, I know I said before, but like cyclones, whirlwind of colors, 
just visual eye candy. I, I just I wanted to like eat the screen whenever she would appear. She um, was great. Uh, I liked her as an actress as well. She played, even though we got a little bit of her backstory, which was kind of dramatic, her backstory being dramatic, we did not like she didn't play it angry and she didn't play, you know what I mean? She could have played it very differently and it would have been okay. Yeah. It's just her choice, but she did not. She chose like a lighter way of viewing things. And I, I, I very much dug it. I, I dug the special effects, but I, you know what I liked about this movie in general um, is the theme of this movie of like, we have the two superheroes, right? In the plot, in the plot summary, we have like this, the, the Justice Society versus Black Adam. And Black Adam's like, my way of justice is killing people. And then I like, first of all, we haven't even talked about Hawkman. How great was Hawkman? Jeez. I know. Or Adam, I mean, or Ad, was it Adam Smasher? I mean, like his, his kind of, kind of campy, like. Yeah. He's like, like, I'm here, guys. Like, yeah. what, like the rookie, know, but, he, but he would come rookie, through, like, right? He'd like, come uh, through, like when he was needed, he's like, I got you. Like, yeah. Like, the freaking the arm and the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything you're saying, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with everything. And, and I love the, I love uh, Hawkman. Uh, both I've read uh, comics with Hawkman in them. I haven't read a Hawkman comic, but I've read plenty. And then I watched um, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, so I know about Hawkman and Hawkgirl, and so I know more of that mythology. But uh, I love the fact that Hawkman was a very black and white good and there's good and there's bad and there, that's it there's no in between and and then he you know like that whole lesson of the movie where it's like no 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 you're gonna have to learn that both of you guys are gonna have to learn that there's some middle ground it's yeah. funny you said that because my my probably most standout moment from the entire movie is that moment where where Isis says to them or says to says to this american justice society or just society of america it's like where have you guys been for 27 years yes, right yes. so they swoop in and they just assume that they know what's going on how to fix it right. and they're already passing judgment on like you're doing this wrong you need to right. stop and it's just kind of like whoa, whoa whoa and she's just like where have you been for 27 years this is our reality yeah. instead of coming in and saying okay what's going on how right. can we help and she like she was so angry at that moment you know it's like i thought it was perfect you're right i, I agree i thought it was a great moment and that i mean i feel like that can go into a lot of layers right like that, yeah. that can get yeah. really divisive as to like how you want to interpret that but it's true it's like if it's great that you're this society that's coming in to help people but know where you're going but know I, the situation I, I, know what's going on and, and she that called, that's the she best bullshit. she called her bullshit she said right all this time, you're not. You didn't come here to disperse justice. You came right. here because he's here. You right. came here to just immediately pass judgment on him and take. You didn't you, like. We've been under under uh, uh, a terrorist rule for 27 years, and you yeah, like our whole people's. But like, dude, we've been oppressed for like ever. Like, where have you been? Like, now you show up. Yeah, <laughs> which is again, it's you know, it's funny because it's a great moment. It's a great, it's a great uh theme for the for the not just the movie, but in life. We like, well, you know, we, it's that theory of like world police. You know, governments go around policing the world type of deal. Um, but on top of that, for I think it makes it very difficult for the superhero movies because you're like, where is Superman? Where is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where is Batman? And where is like, why are these superheroes, uh, especially like Wonder Woman and Superman specifically, that have a in this movie universe already shown themselves, and b are not tied down like Gotham? Like Batman is Gotham, right? Like that's like he's only God, but Superman is worldwide. Is a global hero. Right. 
even within the movies, he's a global hero. We've seen him in Men of Steel. We've seen him in Batman versus Superman, saving other parts of the world. Yeah, like where, where are you guys? <laughs> where is like is the conduct? Like, I don't. That's the bad part of Earth. I don't go. Into the big part of <laughs> well, Earth. and clear. I mean, clearly, like you're saying, like the people of this, the people of this country are aware of these superheroes. The kids, like a super fan, he's got his yeah. whole room decked out yeah. in like movie posters and of, of everybody. You know, he's he's like he's almost training him on how to be a superhero <laughs> it was great that was fantastic too that whole montage that whole scene when he was like man he's like oh we gotta change your name and like 10th adam is a strong name and he's like yeah it's a bit outdated. <laughs> he's and like you've gotta bit. you've gotta have a tagline you've got no you've gotta say it before yes say it before <laughs> like great. he's like that's, he's like his coach <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies that's one of my favorite moments and again i know they built it that way and they set it up that way but every time he said tell him the men in black sent you when when he did it too too late, it was funny because he was like, "No, you got to do it before." And then when he did it, and the guy was already falling, he's like, "Tell him uh, And then that was uh. that worked well. And at the end, that big dramatic actiony moment when he said, "Tell him the men in blacks," and I was like, "Oh my god!" It was just like it was everything. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, I finally got it. Yes. 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 It, it worked. It worked on multiple levels. I'm a huge fan of this movie. Uh, I am a a known DC fan. I I like DC movies. I'm not a I'm not um, anti DC. I know a lot of people for some reason. This society are like if you're either you're either a Marvel guy or a DC guy, and I think both uh, I think both publishers have made amazing movies, and I think both publishers have made garbage. Um, so uh, I'm looking at you, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, anyway, so uh, <laughs> but I, I was a huge fan of this movie. I really enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, I didn't have any. Qu what questions did you have? Because you said you had questions. It left you with questions, and I'm Indeed. interested. So what questions did you have? I got. I got really. Ex well, so when like the first time I heard Shazam, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> there's oh. a there's a tie in here. So right. then I started yeah, yeah. digging, um, and then I thought that was really interesting. I loved the. I was like, ooh. I was like, wait, are we? be going back to Egypt because that's like a whole other, that's like a whole other topic for me. Like I do, I love like, what was it? I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, probably longer. Whenever like the King Tut exhibit came through Fort Lauderdale, like I was like, Oh, I'm going. My mom was like, oh, okay. do not touch anything. My mom was like, if you're going to go, do not touch anything. <laughs> it's, a, it's everything's a, it's, it's a curse. Everything's yeah, a curse. She's like, do not yeah. touch. I'm like, okay, I won't touch it, mom. I love you. I won't touch yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So then I was digging and I was like, Oh, cool. Like he draws these powers from these like Egyptian deities, these Egyptian gods. And then Shazam is actually this breakdown of like, shoot, Hera, Emma. There's like, all, like every letter in because I was like, that's kind of a funny word. What does that mean? So then it's actually every letter in Shazam stands for a different god. And then it's yeah, like, and that hasn't even been explained yet. Not even in the movie Shazam. I don't know. Did you ever watch the Shazam movie? No. <laughs> okay. So you haven't watched Shazam. All I right, know, so, but I knew, but I knew of the Shazam yeah. character. I just didn't know of Black Adam. So right. then I heard Shazam and I was like, wait a minute. I've got so many questions. So um, I went through, went down this like rabbit hole of these six other, these six Egyptian gods and like, each one of them has a power. It's like stamina and speed and strength. And was and so he's getting like that. He's pulling. He's getting the strength from all these gods, and then that's increasing his power. But he has all of these elements that he's getting from each one of those gods. Yeah. So that was a big like. Ooh, need to go look that up after the movie. Um. So that Are you that watch was the movie Shazam. The what? Are you going to watch the movie Shazam now? Yeah. Now I want to go back and watch that. Because then I was also reading, there's like, apparently at some point there's like beef. There's like beef between Shazam and Black Adam. So I was like, oh, like, 
what have I missed? Yeah, so apparently a lot because I know nothing. Two, it's two different sides of the same coin. Originally, uh, Black Adam was going to be in the Shazam movie. He was going to be the the villain of the Shazam movie. Yes, uh, I read Adam. that. And then The Rock was like, no, like they they were like already starting pre production with that. And then The Rock was like, no, nah, man, they, he, Shazam deserves his own movie. Black Adam deserves his own movie. Like like let's take it slow. Yeah. And it's now a very well known story where uh, uh, The Rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson has talked about this often when he says this movie's been 15 years in the making and throughout multiple ownerships of Warner Brothers pictures, Warner Brothers films and, and, and DC movies. And people, every time they, they get a new, uh, a new head honcho or a new guy, they bring him in and they're like, so what, what, you know, do you want to do another superhero? And he's like, no, black Adam. And they're like, but do you, is there another one? That, and he's like, no, black Adam. Like he just was Adam. And because of his popularity and because of his massive global, box office appeal they had no choice but to be like okay i guess we'll give you i guess we'll do yeah. i mean come uh, on, it's rock. i'm a big rock fan too so yeah. my my first was like one i was like cool superhero movie i'm in like every single one i'm like i'll watch it you know I'm like i'll go in I'm, no judgment i'll go watch every every superhero movie sure but two, then it was like oh it's the rock except shazam, except shazam. you haven't seen shazam, i right? haven't seen it yet. you know what it's like uh, you know just some but so yeah, I like, like the I, movie Shazam. I will say this: is I know we're not reviewing Shazam, but it kind of goes hand in hand with Black Adam. I am I do like the movie Shazam. What I I just it what took there's two things that took me out of the movie, and one of them was the suit, like the superhero suit, the muscle suit. It was so blatantly obvious that the dude is wearing a super like a muscle suit, and apparently I'm learning this recently that uh Dwayne the Rock uh is the <laughs> first actor to not need a muscle suit like he's the first actor even Henry Cavill I was gonna say, what about Henry Cavill at some the suit like there's some suits because there's apparently multiple suits per movie there's some suits that 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 show more of the quote unquote abs and you know whatever it's like whatever uh but the the rocks the, apparently the first one that didn't need a single thing with Anything. that said I'm I like, we're just going to dip you in latex. Exactly. I, I don't know that. if it's latex, but in my mind, it's latex. That's <laughs> uh, in my dreams. In my fantasies. Uh, I say that to say it's understandable that everybody has. The, so the majority of actors have used muscle suits, but I feel as if uh, um, this guy Levi's, or whatever his name is, um, from Shazam, the muscle suit was so obvious, blatant, like it's so like too much. It would look like a Halloween costume from from Spirit Store, from the Spirit Store. It was just like, oh boy, take it easy. Uh, and that that took me out of the movie. The movie itself was fun, and I liked the movie, but that just took me out of the out of the Shazam movie. That's why I, I it's one of the very few that I've gone back to rewatch. I'm like, it's fun, but man, his that suit is really bad. <laughs> it's just really bad. I'm like, oh boy. Um, but I but I I'm a, I'm a, I'm interested to see how they because Shazam two is coming out already, and uh, I'm interested to see now that's been prolonged uh because uh, presumably because of the end credit scene that we haven't even talked about the end credit scene of black adam i know that's so in the beginning i got excited and i was like wait are we talking spoilers because yeah. well i mean that's not even a sport everybody knows this now right like there's not they know it now right i mean it's been out long enough i feel like it's, been, it's not only that but it's been out everywhere like it's like the news like you literally had three days to watch this movie <laughs> before henry cavill himself was like well here we go now everybody knows and i was like what like so i'm glad that i watched it the day it was released because i was like thank god it was not ruined for me because it was immediately three days it was, people didn't even give it a week 
They were like, and see, I, so for me, I was a little out of the loop because we were, we were out of the country. So we were on a work trip. Well, my husband was on a work trip and I tagged along. Um, and so I was kind of disconnected. I wasn't really like following a lot of stuff online and stuff. So I feel like I got a little bit of a buffer. Right. Um, so when that end scene came up, I wasn't expecting it. But I got super excited because <laughs> yeah, my, my husband looked at me too. Like we were in the theater and he came up and my husband's just like, I, I was already like, yeah, I watched the movie <laughs> with, I watched the movie with my wife and my kids and a friend of mine. And we, the like high pitches that were coming out of me in front of my children and my children were like, what is wrong with this guy? And I was like, shut up. You don't understand. It's and it's, it's a big deal. So presumably the reason why Shazam part two has been pushed back because they don't have a release date right now because they had a release date for like two years. And then okay. uh, about a month, about, I want to say about six weeks ago now, mid-August, they just... They said they just said, "Oh, it's been it's, it is, it's been pushed back," but they don't they don't have a date. But they're still showing trailers, presumably because they're now shooting scenes with Henry Cavill and or uh, Dwayne Johnson, who forever that, has been busy with The Witcher and right, right. Holmes and everything else he's been doing. Exactly. So now that he's not doing those things anymore, um, so that's 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 the presumption around Hollywood is uh, around the geek world is that. The reason why Shazam 2 got pushed back is because they're doing extra scenes because now things have changed. So now you have Superman, quote unquote, you know, Henry Cavill is in. So now it's a whole different. It's a uh, I think that I'm very excited. I'm very excited. He's James Gunn just got announced as the the first CEO of DC of DC films. I'm like, come on, man. That's it's it's a good time to be a fan of superhero movies in general. Again, I'm a big fan of DC movies, but I'm a big fan of Marvel movies. too. I just watched uh, Wakanda Forever last night. So uh, in the same week, I rewatched Black Adam on Tuesday for my daughter's birthday. I took her to see it again. We both saw we both fans of it. And then two days later, I'm watching Wakanda Forever, and I was like, I don't, yeah, I, it's you know, yeah, I, I don't, I don't discriminate. DC, Marvel, I'm like let's let's go. Correct. I came, I came to comic books late, right? So growing up, my, I came to superheroes early, but comic actual comic books late. Right. Um, comic books was like that was an extra expense. It was an extra splurge, you know. So, but I mean, my first. My first like watchings of like superheroes on TV were before before Christopher Reeve. We had George Reeves in the old black and white right. Batman. I'm uh, sorry, uh, right. Superman shows, and then you know you had the Hulk was on in the 80s. Linda Carter, Wonder Woman. They, like I wanted to be Linda. I was like, can I be Linda Carter when I grow up? Like yeah. how cool? <laughs> like, like oh yeah, you want to be Wonder Woman? No. I want to be Linda. I want to be Linda Carter, Carter, Wonder Woman. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, so I. I my, my love of superheroes came from that. Right, right. Right. My first, my first comic book or graphic novel, really, I was 15. So I wasn't like a kid. Cause again, it was, that was like extra money that it was just, no. kind of like, you know, so a friend of mine in my freshman year of high school gifted me volume one of the Sandman, oh. which I know we're not even going to, that, that's like I, a whole other thing. I still haven't gotten into that, but okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was my introduction to like, comic books was the Sandman. And so the Sandman for me went like this new show that's out now. This also has been like 20 years in the making because it's such a massive story that this thing has been teased for like 20, like 
someone will pick it up. They say, we're going to do this. Like, you can't do this in a movie. You can't do this in a trilogy. This world is so big. So I know I'm getting off like off topic, but I came to, I came to actual comic books very late. Like I was already a teenager, right? but superheroes, that was a childhood thing on TV for me. Um, And so now it's just, well, I mean, not now, but like, I don't know what the last 20, 25 years of just, these mega blockbuster superhero movies coming out. It's just, it's so exciting. I feel like it's really exciting for our generation, whether you were a kid growing up with comic books or you were a teenager. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm the same way, by the way. I, I, as a kid, I had a handful of comic books, like a handful because we, we I grew up poor, right? Uh, it was just money. My mom was like, I don't have money for uh, Los Muñequitos is what she used to call right. it. Um, and she, you know, so we grew up poor. So I didn't have a lot. Of, we didn't have uh, expendable cash like that. So I had literally a handful of comics, maybe, I don't know, 10 comic books that I've had. Um, and it took me a long time to be able to financially get to the point where I'm like, oh, I could spend money on on me, I could spend money on stuff that, you know, just on hobbies for it. Like, you know, if you look behind me, you see a bunch of these Funkos. But um, so comic books, I didn't even, then I started reading comic books uh, when DC turned into, um, when they redid their universe uh, and they did the new 52, it was like, oh, this is a perfect time for me to get back into it because, or to get into it because everything has been reset. So I could go back into it as new. So that's my level of comic books is around that era. I'm not, I haven't read like every comic book and even with any fandom that I have, whether it be with sports or with any, I'm not that guy who remembers specific um, stats like even like right. if I'm, I'm a big f- football fan, but I'm not gonna be like, well, Super Bowl 42 had the blah 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 blah, blah and it was 185 yards rushing. Like, I'm not that guy, I'm just <laughs> like, oh, that was a cool game, and that's it. That's all I really like. That was like all I know. Um, same thing goes with comic books where I'm like, that guy was cool. He's like, well, you know, the artist that drew him originally, you know, and I was like, why? And like, all those things I don't know, so I'm not that kind of fan, but I'm I've always been a fan of comics, but I've never had the means to which to delve in properly, I guess. But these movies have been tremendous. I, you know, it's funny because yeah. I tell my kids, my kids are my daughter just turned 11 this week, and my son turned, Happy uh, thank you, and then she turned, and my son turned eight a month ago. And when I explain to them, you know, when I say things like, oh, uh, when uh, my daughter's like, oh, some kid called me weird. I'm like, oh, but weird is great. Like, that's a good thing. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I was a weird kid. And they're like, you were? And, like, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, I liked comic books when I was a kid when nobody liked comic books. And she doesn't understand that. My kids don't understand that there was a time where liking comic books as a child made you an outcast. Yeah. She doesn't realize that. And I was like, I was never uh, a true outcast because I was I, I also like sports. So I was never like shunned or whatever that kid that, you know, that stereotype. But I told her, I was like, yeah, no, I remember talking about comic books to my friends and they were looking at me like I had three heads. And my, my kids don't understand that. They're like, what? But comic books, everybody likes superheroes. I'm like, no, but now. Everyone yeah. likes now, not back then. <laughs> yeah, dude. And there, you and I are the same age. So it's like, dude, the 80s were rough. Like, yeah, kids were man. mean. Kids, <laughs> kids were, mean. were so mean. And it's like, I was, I was, uh, so it wasn't like a comic, but a nerd, but I was a nerd too. It was like, I, yeah. was, I was a little bit of the outcast, you know? It was like, I was into, I was into art. And then I was in, I was in band. Yes. <laughs> like, yes you know, I, I had like all this stuff, things, things that I thought were super cool. Like, I loved to remember Book It. Remember the yes, Book It program? Of course, right. Of 
dude, I won my badge like every year and I wore that thing with pride. Like I, I remember, thought it was super I remember, cool. I remember forging the paper that said I read those books uh, because I did not read those books, but I remember Book It. Yeah, of course. Man, the Book It program was great. It was like, I think pizza? it was like, uh, Hello, you get Pizza Hut for saying that you read a book? Yeah, I, yeah, I read that. Sure. Whatever. Except I actually read all the books. Oh, no. Not only that, man, I used to love to do dioramas. I would do book reports. <laughs> I would do book reports for fun, like when they weren't assigned, and then I would ask to present them to the class. I was that girl. Uh, like, like, I present my my volunteer I was a nerd. Diorama? I was like a whole other level yeah, of yeah, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great though. Like that's like I don't know. That's, that's why I try to explain to my daughter. I'm like being weird is good. You don't want to. It is. Be, it yeah, is. If you're, if you're you not know, the weird one, you're just a boring one. That's what I would. That's what I tell my my daughter. I'm like, if you're not weird, you're boring. I'd rather be weird, man. Give me the weird all day. Uh, now, weird, weird, you know, weird can be hard. It can be hard to be weird. Oh. oh, I tell my daughter, you know, she's 11, but I talk to her very, like, honestly. I'm like, look, man, these years are going to suck for you. They're going to suck. You know, they're going to get better. But I promise you, you're gonna. it's going to be for your, it, it, it's just going to be, it is what it is. And I try to t explain to her, like, yeah. and, you know, show her by example, like I was a nerd and I was a kid, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's like, really? And it's like, yes. But when you get older, you'll find people that have your same interests. And that's when it becomes fun. Yeah. When you're not hiding who you are. And then it becomes, you become that beacon. And people are like, I'm going to go to that girl who likes to, you know, draw and stuff like that. I'm like, that's, that's going to be you. Yep. Be and even, that, even as a kid too, it's like, all right, even if you don't, I don't know, it's like, even if you don't have like 50 friends, but you find those two or three friends and you That's got, you your, you got your tribe and like, you're good, you know, you're good to go, you're good. Man. you'll make it through. You'll make it, you'll through. Make it through. You'll be fine. Hey, uh, <laughs> so, uh, all right. So time for the review out of one from one to five. Right. Uh, now, Kickflix rules is you give your own uh, meter. For example, uh, if you're watching uh, Black Adam, you could say uh, uh, between one and five lightning bolts or between one and five. And we come up with the most ridiculous, you know, kinds of set like, you know, like, like uh, between one and five uh, golden shards, golden shards, <laughs> golden shards, cyclone spins. There you go. Between one of so how many so between one and five, what, what would you rate uh, Black Adam? On a first viewing, I would say for me four out of five. Okay, four out of five. What though? You got now. You got to four come out of five golden shards. Golden. There you go. Four out of five golden shards. Uh, that's great, man. But that's a good review, right? That's a good. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, uh, I I would give it five because I'm that guy. I um I saw it twice. I fell in love with it. I the whole time. I was very scared that this movie was gonna suck. And then I saw, and I, I'm I'm one of those guys that I don't really watch trailers to movies that I know for a fact that I'm gonna watch. I'm like I, I already that the whole point of a trailer in my in my mind is to get you to want to watch the movie. If you already know you're gonna watch it, then why spoil it for yourself? But I couldn't avoid these trailers. I I typically avoid uh, superhero movie trailers. I I've avoided uh, I avoided Black uh, the Wakanda Forever trailers, but the Black Adam trailers I couldn't avoid them, and I couldn't help but get my hopes up. I'm like, oh man, I'm trying very hard to stay well grounded and just not put my you know I don't want to. <sighs> but it, I, I thought it lived up to to the hype, and I, I was very happy with it. Um, it has a ninety percent uh, um, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, forty <laughs> percent critic review, critic score. So that's a huge discrepancy. But I will give it five, five out of five um, late uh, uh, catchphrases. Um, that that's what I would give. <laughs> five out of five late catchphrases. Five out of five late catchphrases. I I did, oh, tell him, tell him the black. Oh, the guy 
Die kan je Oké, goed. Ik heb één ander, voor we move over to Back to the Future 2, real quick. I had yeah. something I did for you, Neri. Um, so, you know, you know my, my, my gamer page, right? Correct. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know what well, I was going to mention at the end, but yes, uh, oh. Hilda is a huge uh, game, a gamer girl, and her handle is at Tabletop G- Game Girl. So Gamer, gamer Girl, girl. Uh, Tabletop Gamer Girl. Uh, so she's, uh, I'm, I'm assuming those are uh, board games in the background. No, this, is, this is actually like our front room, but the room next door is um, it's our dining room, which doubles as our game room. Um, okay. So that's I may have to, maybe next time I'll have to be in there. So you guys no, can see right, it. But just to prove to the audience how big of a fan you are of of, of uh, board games. Ah, uh, yes, a huge fan, huge huge fan. Yeah, I would say you you might have more board games than I have Funkos, which is very <laughs> impressive considering the fact that board games typically are larger. Uh, we had to make it a. It's literally yeah. a library. It's like this. It's like wall to wall, and it's just it's packed. We're starting to stack them on top. Yeah. Um. But. Because you love Funkos, Neri, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but there is, it's not Black Adam, but DC does have a Funkoverse uh, board game, and it's two to four players. The ages are 10 plus. So I thought about that might be something you could play with your kids if you're looking for an idea, but um, it features Batman, uh, Batman, Batgirl, Joker, and Harley Quinn. And it's a it's a it's a tabletop game from from Funko. That's great. Yeah, I'll look into that. I will, so I will, I can send you more info on that one. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Fantastic. It's um uh it's actually it's actually published by Funko, designed by Prospero Hall. But that one's those are fun. The the Funko verse board games are fun. Um there's I mean pick a franchise, they probably have a Funko verse game and the characters you're playing with are actually little mini Funkos on the board. Oh, uh, pretty cool. I think it's really cute. Not for DC, but yeah, that, that's pretty cool. All right, so Funko DC board games. Yep. Yeah. And there's a there's a Wonder Woman board game, um, Challenge of the Amazons from Ravensburger publisher, uh, but that one also is age ten plus, so family friendly. I could send you a whole bunch of other DC board game recommendations that are like fourteen plus, like. But I figured, I know you've got some uh, younger family members at home, so Wonder Woman, Challenge of the Amazons, and the DC Funkiverse games. So the fun. DC Funkiverse, I'm looking it up online and it says DC uh, DC Comics 100 four pack. What does that mean? 100 four pack? Yeah, it says 100 four pack. Mm, look up look up strategy. It's, it's just like 100 because I'm it's Oh, yes, that's it. Right. But it says 100. So I'm just uh, and then th- there's another one that says DC Comics 102 two pack. So yeah. Those are expansions. So you can oh. actually add you can add superheroes and expand the board game. Oh, that's fun. Yep. Yeah. So you can you can add additional characters and your board game gets bigger, <laughs> basically. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna buy well, I there's I'm gonna get it right now. I'm buying it right now. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank I figured you. you can uh you can get those and maybe maybe save them for the holidays. Have yes, yeah, absolutely. And then, <laughs> that would be uh, that would yeah, that would be great. Well, thank you very much. All right, so that uh, is a uh, that is a wrap on the Black Adam portion of our of our podcast. Uh, we are moving on, as they say, moving on. That is a wrap on Black Adam. We are moving on to Back to the Future Two. Uh, as we talked about before, it's the year is a thirty three, thirty three year anniversary. 33 years. Uh, 33 year anniversary for Back to the Future 2. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast and you have not watched Back to the Future 2, I'd 
first of all, thank you for listening. But why are you not? Why have you not seen Back to the Future two? <laughs> <laughs> uh by this point it's uh um so chaotic i love it yeah it's it's pretty crazy uh so back to the future 2 uh again if you've known the black back to the future trilogy i believe in my heart i i've said this multiple times is the best movie trilogy of all time but like i i, I stand and i would die on that hill and i know people are like uh you know just just throw out uh, other names and other great trilogies and i'm like that's fine and that's great but i believe that back to the future trilogies uh in general is the best one so the plot synopsis uh for back to the future part two is in this zany sequel that's actually a word used in official synopsis uh time traveling duo marty mcfly and dr emmett brown return from saving marty's future son from disaster only to discover their own time transformed. In this nightmarish version of Hill Valley, Marty's father has been murdered and Biff Tannen, Marty's nemesis, has profited. After uncovering the secret to Biff's success, a sports almanac from the future, Marty and the Doc embark on a quest to repair the space-time continuum. That's a pretty decent uh, synopsis. Um, and fun, this, fun fact, on a budget yeah. of $40 million, this grossed $332.9 million worldwide. Wow. So a little bit Which of a... big money in the 80s. Also, keep that's that in. Now. That's big money now. It's big money now, but it's like... But, you know... In the 80s, that was like <sighs> a billion. That was like crossing that billion dollar... Like what we consider a huge thing. Uh, it, you know, it's funny because people are like... Oh, Black Adam is only at four hundred million dollars worldwide. I'm like, do you guys hear yourselves? Right. Do you guys hear what the fuck you're saying? Yeah. Um, like, it would, it would actually, million? you know what? It would actually be fun to take this like three hundred, basically three hundred and thirty-three million, and see what that would be in today's oh, we dollars. Could, you know, we have supercomputers at the palm of our hands. Let's so, do it. Uh, so three hundred. That was my first thought. I was like, I looked that up, and I was like, that's a lot of money. And then I was like, wait, that's nineteen eighty-four, nineteen eighty-nine. 1989. So I was like, that's even more money in 1989. Uh, so uh, 300, no, wait, so 300 million. So $300 in 1989 is $721 a day. So I'm assuming. Just so it's million. more than double. So yeah. So it's not, so that would be $721 million today. Worldwide in today's Worldwide. dollars. Yeah. That'd be, that's pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, for a, for a movie with a budget of 40 mil, like. Uh, so let's see, 300. There you go. <coughs> it would be. Yeah, that's exactly what it would be. So, pretty fantastic. Hello, wife. Hello. Say, say hi to everybody on the podcast. Hello, everybody on the podcast. Girl. Is this open already? Yeah, I can't separate it. This is me doing my my manly duties of opening up. Um, I think you're gonna have to just cut this, honey. I think you're gonna have to just. For a long time, my husband is my professional jar opener, and uh, I think it was maybe three years ago at Christmas we had a uh, we had an as seen on TV gift exchange, um, where the only rule was whatever you brought had to have the as seen on TV logo. And I walked away from. That's a fantastic. First of all, can we just? You, I like the fact that you're steamrolling over that idea. That's a fantastic idea for any gift exchange. Like, it yeah, has to right. You go on there. Like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, dude, that was. This was an idea that I had for like five years, and every year was like something happened and we didn't get to it. 
And then it was the first year that we were in this house. And I was like, we are having an asking on TV gift exchange. All that crazy stuff you see online, that's what I want people to bring. That's so I ended up with Robo Twist. Robo Twist. <laughs> I no longer need my husband as my jar opener. Oh, this thing okay. just like goes right on the jar. And then it has like two clamps that come down. It has two other clamps. And one like holds the jar and the other one like twists it open. It takes oh, like it takes like three minutes to open the jar. But three minutes? <laughs> no, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> oh, I'm like, wow, I thought you were going to say it takes like 30 seconds. I'm like, oh, okay. And you said three minutes. No, but then like the practical side of my brain. First of all, I was like, oh, this is cool. Then the practical side of my brain was like, oh, for like my mom who can't open a jar. I'm like totally going to get her one now. But yeah, as seen on TV gift exchange, you can totally use that idea if you want. By That's the way. fantastic. Uh, all right. So back to the feature two. Going, uh, we're going back to back to the feature two. Uh, this is many people's favorite uh, entry in the trilogy. Where does this lie in your eyes as far as in the trilogy? Oh my God. Don't do this to me, Neri. I Back to the Future is like we were saying, Back to the Future is one of my favorite, not just trilogies, but like favorite movies ever. Ever, like my, yeah. Like in my, in my like, in my hierarchy of like my favorite movies, most of them are from the 80s. So it's like, the Star Wars movies, right. the Back to the Future movies, the Indiana Jones movies, Goonies, Flight of the Navigator, you know, like these are Ghostbusters. Like these are like my favorite oh, yes, like yes, yes. realms, right? Um, but Back to the Future for me, I don't know if I could pick one. I really, I really can't. But Back to the Future to me, I think is one of the most fun because it's so chaotic. It is so crazy. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of, I thought, so because you know I'm I'm a dumb man, I always assume that because it's my favorite, it's everybody's favorite. I'm like, oh everybody, this is clearly the best, right? Because I it's, I I think it's the best, so therefore everybody must think it's the best. Like, and it wasn't until recently, and I say recently, like in the last six or seven years, that I've met more and more people that were like, no, bro, no, part two and part and I'm like part one and and I'm like, what? And some people have said that part three is their favorite, which really shocked me because critically speaking, it's it's it wasn't critically the best one um but i was like really and i'm and all i kept focusing on i realized this five six years ago is all i kept focusing on as far as part two whenever i think about part two i think about the hoverboard and i think about the sports almanac and i think about those <laughs> things but it does i will acknowledge now thinking about it that the movie back to the future 2 is really two different movies in one right it's the tone shifts there's a tonal shift there's it, it just everything changes when marty comes back to 1985 um look at my, my lights just went on in my house um uh so everything changes uh the, the tone changes the, the movie changes and it becomes a very dark movie and very I, dark it's yeah, very it, it becomes dark. it becomes to the year 2020 um <laughs> in real life it's what it's what it ended up I being mean, what, what 2020 we're gonna go there <laughs> i mean i've got all i know all kinds of fun facts about that but i mean yeah yeah we don't have so, to go there <laughs> yeah that can be another podcast <laughs> no but it, it does it's like you know it's a it's a very you know it's it starts off and it's just like pretty much right off the bat they're like oh whew, like crisis averted right like we messed up we fixed it and then they get back to 1985 and it's not 1985. It's this whole other alternate just hellscape of what did we miss, right? So Doc and Marty are just like, we thought we fixed it. 
what did we miss? And it's just, it's just literally hell on earth at that yeah. point for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and actually, it does. It shifts quick. It is actually 2018. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it becomes crazy because. But I, I'm again because of everything in it. And I, as an adult, I will say, as a kid growing up, my favorite parts of the film were the hoverboard and were like the the future, right? The, all right. the technology, the crazy technology in the future. Um, but I will say, as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate the second half of that film for what it is, for the acting and for the for the callbacks to the the um, the old West movie where he has the the bulletproof vest underneath. Like that ca gets called back in part three, and like it's it's pretty amazing. Like that was like the first movie universe, right? That we were like, oh, this is like a di like the connecting dots and whatever. Yeah. And uh, I, I, so I'm a huge fan of this film uh, from the jump. But there's so many things that this created. There was a Back to the Future ride, correct? And Universal is I'm there was. I don't remember that because what? because I grew up poor, Hilda. So I never got to go to Universal as a child. My first time in Universal was as already a late teen like 18 19 years old so i by that time the ride was no longer available the back to the future ride was no longer available well that was the same for me um like same thing with disney i only i did one trip to disney as a kid with my yeah. with my car one Red that's Red it Red i didn't Red go Red. back till i was a teenager now when i did go when i did finally get to universal older right um it was still there so i was lucky enough to be able to ride it several times um, in my late teens. Yeah. Um, I, as, as like a teenager, I saved my money. It was my first annual pass that I ever bought. I think I was like, oh, wow. I was like 19. I was like 19 years old. I was in college and I was like, I'm Good buying an you. annual pass. Good. I, was I, like, didn't, I wasn't able to afford an annual pass. I swear to you until I was like 27, 28 years old. Like, they're expensive, like, dude. Like it's, yeah. it's a thing, but, yeah. but my sister lived up here. Right. So I had that benefit. I was like, cool. All I got to do is like, I, I need gas money. I need, I need quarters for the turnpike. Cause I didn't have a cell phone. Of course. I need quarters for the turnpike to call my mom. <laughs> and I can crash with my sister and I can go to Universal. And they they had it there. And you were actually riding in a DeLorean and you would go through all these like different parts of, of time. And it was it was such a great ride. It's now um it's the same type of ride. It's now the Simpsons. Okay. Which is I really, really funny, but it's the same, it's the same type of ride. Like okay. the structure of the ride did not change. You know, so you, so it's, funny it. you, it's funny you mentioned that my daughter, uh, in June of this year, we went to, I took her to Universal for the first time, or second time, I'm sorry, but we took her to Universal. And on the way there, you know, because I'm the suburban dad, I have a minivan that has a DVD player in the back. Uh, and I was just tired of watching the same movies over and over again in the car. So I brought with me the Simpsons movie. And I put the Simpsons movie, which was, I, again, I didn't even realize this as I was doing it. It was the introduction to the Simpsons. They, my kids had never heard of or watched anything wow. of the Simpsons ever. Uh, and this was uh, May. Yeah, it was like June of this year. Uh, and then when we got home, so there was a lot of questions like, who's this? Why are they yellow? There was all these questions. <laughs> and then when we got home. Uh, I guess my my daughter was just going through uh, Disney Plus, and The Simpsons are now owned by Disney. Yeah, they're all and there. my daughter watched every single episode of she The was, Simpsons on her oh, own. Man. 
Nobody like 20 plus you. years of Simpsons. Every single 30 plus years. 30, 30 plus. Every, every year. She's watched every episode and she would, everything she was doing because we got her an iPad for her birthday. So everything she was doing, she was just watching. And she and then that, that was like a great motivator. She, I was like, did you do your homework? No. Well, you can't watch your iPad until you, you can't watch The Simpsons until you, watch, until you do your homework. And it was just That's funny. It was just one of these things. And she's watched. And now her birthday party that happened three days ago was Simpsons themed. And yes. it was so difficult finding <laughs> Simpsons party supplies it was bonkers like we had to like one point one of the cups i we believe was from latin america like we got it through amazon but it's still it's just lost simpsons and we're like oh man that's hilarious <laughs> the, the shorts are different colors like why are bart's shorts not blue why are they green like and my daughter is you know very hyper focusing she, she focuses on all these little details but my whole point is it's funny that you say that about the back to the future ride because uh, like that's that's all my daughter would want to do now. Is a you guys should totally be the Simpsons family for Christmas because you've got a little one and she can be she can she be Maggie. Could be Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> she could be Maggie. You guys, you guys should yeah. totally make this happen. And we could make the, the newest puppy, we could make him the cat. We could make him snowball. Yes. <laughs> He'd be dressed up as a cat, be hilarious. Um so uh yeah, so uh back to the future, going back to the back yes. to the future. Sorry, we go off on tangents, people. This is what we I know, this, I'm is sorry. We, this is how we podcast, man. We have ADD. I'm assuming Hilda, you have ADD because I have ADD. Well, we are we are I'm all are, over the place. <laughs> we are one and the same. We are uh but um so back to the future too. Uh I I again the the comedy is great, the the Zemeckis is at his finest, I believe. I mean he arguably uh Forrest, Forrest Gump was his finest work, but this movie, uh, he doesn't mess with these movies, man. I, I just love Back to the Future too. I, I'm a big, big fan of this movie. Um, so there's more. There's like a, and it's one of those movies. It's spawn. It's one of those franchises, really, that spawn documentaries and books and like, did you know and all this stuff? It's a whole culture based there's upon a whole culture of like DeLorean fans, and it's it's crazy. Like they use them to raise money for charity, and there's so many things that have come from this franchise. Fantastic. It's fantastic. Just amazing. Can you hear my baby crying in the background? I don't know. My baby crying. I could hear my baby crying. I think it's fantastic. Uh good. That's a that's how she learns, people. You hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I heard it now. <laughs> and you know, fun fact, this one was delayed. This one was delayed a couple of years, right? Because of the like from when it was originally gonna plan to come out, because um Zemeckis was doing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, which and is so- Another phenomenal movie. Another that was also in that like movie. Hilda top tier of just like nostalgia love movies. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I love the fact that this is um, this this movie part two and part three were filmed together, which was unheard of back then. That didn't happen for sequels to be filmed in the same. Can you hear my daughter calling me? <laughs> she wants to join the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that this is our first episode, and my daughter's like, "Papi, papi." We've had, we've had, we've had um, opening packages. We've had yeah. baby crying. We've had, oh yeah, no, yeah, we've were before, but I mean, yeah. there's been all kinds of stuff. It's fantastic. I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. This is what happened. You know, it's funny because I usually record at eight p.m. or eight thirty when everybody, when the kids are asleep, and I'm like, "Yeah, let's do six. Why won't we do like?" Because you're like, "I get to work at five. I'm like, "Let's do it at six, then." And then, <laughs> and then this, and I, in my mind, I was like, "Wow, I, I actually never do it at six. I, I actually asked myself this." 
get into my computer at 540. Like, this is I know I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh wow, this is cool. It's gonna be we're gonna be done early. This is what my logic was. And I and I and I literally said to myself, why don't I why don't we record this early always? And now I'm answering my question now. Like the question <laughs> is being answered for me. Uh all right, so back to the future two. So what would you be giving your rating for back to the future two? Mm. You haven't even answered the question as far as which one in what order between Back to the Features one, two, and three, which Ooh. is your favorite and which is your do you have is there a way to get you to be like okay? I would say I would go one, two, three. Okay. However, if we're talking about if we're talking about like we're talking about like tone, because again, they're totally different. Which movies. ones have you watched the most? Which one have you watched the most? Probably two. Okay, there you go. It's tied between two and one for what okay. I've seen the most. So I would say, I would say, one and two, and then three. Can I do that? Okay. Sure, sure. One and I, two. I think for me, one and two. They're they're all married, right? Like they're right, all married. Of course, of course. But right. one and two are like very tightly married because then in two they don't just go back. They don't. They don't just have to go back and forth between 1985 and the future. But they also have to go back to 1955 because they messed up. Right. Right. So then you've got the whole recreated dance scene is again seen and they can't run into each other. So now you've got two docs, two Martys. You've got multiple Biffs all again in 1985 in number two. So I don't know. It's like one in one in two for me. It, they almost have to go like one really long movie. Right. Uh, there is a there is somebody edited that film. Did you ever see that? They, they did like a super edit where they did parts one and two m- merged into one another, like where the scenes were. They no, is it like a fan, like a fan yeah, like, like a fan edit, it's like, like a, a fan, fan, a fan, yeah. fan, uh, fan film or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but we have to. I, I have I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. And then I, it's the same thing goes for like the Godfather's one and two, where they did that for the Godfather one and two, where they just made it chronologically. They they edited it so it's like so you actually start off with Godfather two, and then it goes into what becomes Godfather one and it becomes this whole like merge thing. Uh, so if you have 12 hours, watch that. Um, I mean, yeah, probably I can fit that into my schedule. I mean, it was like the pandemic. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to rewatch Marvel in like timeline order. And yeah. I, I got through like the first six in a whole other order. And I was like, this is so chronological. This is great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, um, uh, I would say my favorite is uh, probably part two still. But part three is creeping up on it, and I've noticed in the last few years I've rewatched part three more so than any other ones. And oh. part one I've rewatched the least amount of times. Not to say I don't rewatch it, yeah. but I, I there is a high discrepancy between the numbers of rewatch of uh, rewatching parts two and three and then one. Um, I probably rewatched one and two the most. Yeah. Probably one the most, but two a lot. Three is probably the one I've seen. I've seen the uh, the, the least. least. But this I movie, just love watching my I started watching that, that kid in part three uh, on the train uh, grabbing his balls uh, was hilarious to me. That was the thing. Did you ever notice that? Did you ever no, see that? No, but now I want to go back and look. Or go back and watch it when, Mark, when Doc gets married. Doc gets married. He comes back on the train and the yes. train floating, whatever, which right underrated shot, right? There's a fucking train that's floating, God for God's sake. Yeah. And uh, don't people don't talk about that enough. Anyways, his kid in that in that train 
is literally grabbing his balls. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, it's just literally the most. It's like, what's going on? Like, once you see it, you can never unsee it. Unsee and it. Okay. Never, and you can never. So, I, I, and I again, I watched that movie. I probably watch it once every year and a half. I would say, yeah, probably every 18 months, if I'm going to be honest with myself. I don't watch it every single year, but every I watch part three or two every year or, or so. And every time I watch part three, I just, that kid, I, I'm high, like mega focused on that kid just grabbing himself. Like, why is he grabbing himself? And why didn't the director, nobody caught that? The editor didn't catch that? The director, nobody caught that and says, hey, probably don't well, apparently that. I didn't even catch it. And I've seen this movie like a lot. No, yeah, but I'm like, but you, but you, weren't, you weren't on the staff. You're not part of the crew that's that's meant to like, there's there's a script supervisor <laughs> that's supposed to be like watching this, be like, um, do we have it in the script where the kid grabs his balls? Like, is that a thing? Like, is that, I, I don't. Do we have another shot? Like, can we, yeah. like, so, uh, like literally someone's getting paid to, to catch that kind of stuff. There's multiple people getting paid for this. There's a script supervisor, there's an editor, and there's a director. There's multiple people. Oh, there's also cameramen, but there's uh, multiple people getting paid that could have caught this, and nobody did, which, I, again, I like. I think it's fantastic. I, I'm like, this is it's like, all right, you stuck one through. Um, so uh, between one and five, what would you rate uh, Back to the Future 2? Back to the Future too. I or I would go. I would go five out of five out of five. Uh, wait, it's got to be something fun. Right. Uh, let's go five out of five. Let's go five out of five DeLoreans. That's five not fun. Right. I, I could have thought of something I can. Think of. It's I yes. I but I do agree. five out of five hoverboards. Let's do five go. out of five hoverboards. I would go, I was going to say five out of five Pitbull hoverboards is what I would say. Because you have to have power. Uh, <laughs> oh, fun. So fun facts. Cameos in this film. Can we talk real quick? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cameos. You know, this was Elijah Wood's first movie. Yes. When the arcade. Yes. He's one of the, the kids in Cafe 80s. Yeah. Uh, not just him, but we got Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's Needles. Yep, Needles. And you guys just did Dragon, right? The Bruce Lee story? The Bruce Lee story. Yeah. So Jason Scott Lee is one of Griff's like goons, like one of his gang guys. Oh, you know, I, I think I knew that, but I'm think I, but i pretty sure I forgot it because as you're telling me, I'm like, really? And I'm like, wait, I think I did know that. Yeah, that's cool. I, last week when I knew we were like getting ready for this one and I, I saw you guys were doing uh, Dragon and I was like, oh, it's like, that's a fun little tidbit. I was like, I have to... Well, I looked it up. I was like, wait, am I remembering that correctly? Or was yeah, that just something yeah, I made? Yeah. But no, that was definitely something I remembered correctly. And yeah, I wanted to bring that up. So lots of fun cameos in Back to the Future too. It's so great. I love the fact that when he goes back, the principal is still bald. And he goes, has that guy ever had hair? I thought that was a fun line. I remember. I mean, it's just a line that sticks out of my head, you know? You know, uh, you know that Michael J. Fox actually found out that they were doing Back to the Future 2? Watching Back to the Future 1 on VHS. It got to the end and it was like to be, to continued. be continued. And he called his agent. He was like, "I'm playing Marty, right? We're <laughs> <laughs> doing too." <laughs> no one told me. <laughs> yeah, nobody told. But it's so you know, it's funny because I I think I read somewhere or heard somewhere where Zemeckis put that to be continued just to get the the fans ra- uh, amped up, like just to get them because the studio hadn't greenlit part two yet. I I, I think I remember reading that where he was just like, <laughs> "I'm just gonna put this in." into the movie <laughs> and, and then hope to get you know what i mean because uh, they well, made a, they, they made that doc you saw have you seen the documentary the films that made us have you seen the doc the, uh, episode on back to the future yeah i've seen that one have you seen yeah. out of time that's another one yes yes i own it i own i actually own out, out of time, time. is great yeah it's fantastic there's um there's a um um 
there was a whole thing with the hoverboard too. Like Zemeckis was like in an interview and he he was like, Oh yeah, hoverboards are real. Like they've no, been around. I he's like, they've been around child. forever. I grew like, up they, as a child <laughs> quoting that. I grew up as a child lying. Like my cousin has one. My cousin has one. Like I grew up as a child, like believing that was real. I believe that was real. I believe Dragon the Bruce Lee story was based on a true story. Like I believed all these things that movies told me because I was young and impressionable. So the yeah, I was that. getting like bombarded by calls of parents. Like I've got to get my kid a hoverboard for Christmas, and they're like, "It's not real. It's not real. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't know what not to bad. tell your kid." God bless him. Right to see. Well, that. we don't believe you. Zemeckis said it. It was real. It was real. I I got a um, uh, this movie. I so I think it was. Oh God, I think it was. It was before the pandemic. I think it was like 2018 or so. But we had the opportunity to at our Orlando MegaCon. They yes. did a reunion panel for Back to the Future. Oh, recently, yeah. That just, that just happened, right? It was before the pandemic. So it was like oh. 20, it was like 2018. It was like 2018. And we were going to MegaCon anyway. And then I found out that they had opened up. It, it's like it was a additional ticket that you had to get for this particular event. But on the same stage, it was like a little over an hour panel of just them talking about the movie. But it was Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, uh, Tom Wilson, and James Tolkien. So you had Biff. Strickland, Doc, Marty. And I sat there with my husband and my friends like a kid. Like they all came out on stage and I was starstruck, like yes, yes, stupid. Yes. Like I was like, oh my God. And it was it was the most fascinating hour of just like listening to them talk about not just their experience making the movie, but everything that the movie has kind of meant to them in the decades that followed. And it was like really, it was really, really heartwarming. The same weekend, Christopher Lloyd did like a one-on-one. -on -one. It was like him and one other host. And that one, um, that one, they actually took questions from the audience. Um, that experience was really cool. And at that same event, I got to meet Christopher Lloyd. Oh, shut up. Yes. And I brought him and I was like, oh, I got to tell Mary. I brought my, I had like a, I still have it. I have a, like, it was like a special edition Loot Crate Funko that they did of Doc Brown. And I brought it because I was like, I'm going to get him to sign my Funko. So I have like a Christopher Lloyd signed Funko Pop. Oh, God bless. That's awesome. And I walked up and I was like, I was all excited. I was like feeling good. I was just like so excited. Then it was my turn. <laughs> so I'm like, do, 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 do. I walk up. And I'm like this. Oh, no. You just blank. Just. I was just, I literally, they were like, what did you say to him? And I was like, I said, hello. <laughs> you, I was like. Your brain broke. Like, I did. Right. My brain broke. I was like, nah. hi, Mr. Lloyd. <laughs> he I was like, hello. How are you? I'm like, I'm doing good. How are you? And he's like, great. He's like, what's your name? I'm like, Hilda. And he's like, signing my Funko. And I'm just like this. And so my husband, God bless him. He's just like, she's a really big fan. And I was just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. I was like, thank you so much. Literally, that's all that I had this like once in a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> and all I could think to say was, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I have questions. First of all, how dare you? Be so amazing and thank you so much for everything you've done. Thank you. I literally uh, was just like, thank you. Like, that's literally all I could think about was like, I'm meeting Christopher Lloyd. And all I can say is thank you. <laughs> thank you. 
that's good though. I mean, that's I, I, that's awesome. That's what, and they they just uh, same thing happened in uh, New York Comic Con this year uh, a couple months ago. They were at New York Comic Con together, and it's a whole big deal. That's awesome, man. I, I, I you know that that brings me joy to see them together. Um, all right, so thank you very much for checking out the, the episode. That's the first episode of the Movie Bros Podcast. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, make sure to follow us on all of our social media at Movie Bros pod that's movie bros with an s and then pod uh the twitter is movie bros underscore pod everything else is uh at movie bros pod uh check out our facebook page make sure to like and subscribe to our facebook and our youtube uh everything there is movie bros pod uh you guys are very 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 great uh thank you for that hilda appreciate you very much oh make sure you check out the other podcasts on the geek bro network that include but are not limited to the better let me tell you podcast the what's up bro podcast with me and uh stephanie and mike uh the uh aforementioned kick flicks podcast uh that is going to be airing on this channel but it's uh jeff Mike and myself, uh, the Cramacopia podcast with uh, Jeff and Q, and the uh, Shiver, the horror movie podcast, and uh, my music one. Oh, Child Like a Best with Mike Valdez. So thank He's you. He's not very much. busy at all, guys. At all. He's not Hilda, busy at all. Hilda's Instagram is at Tabletop Gamer Girl. So make sure you go to at Tabletop Gamer Girl. Follow her. She gives uh, great reviews on not just movies like she did today, but on uh, board games and tabletop games. So make sure you go follow her. Uh, she is phenomenal. Hopefully she'll be back, and uh, hopefully she'll be want to be part of this uh, on a on a, a consistent, uh, permanent basis. No pressure, man. No pressure. Just pressure. You know. I don't know. Today was fun, so I don't know. Uh, and the, 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 the teaming of these movies, which is one of of the things i'm very like was very excited about because i want to do like a newer movie and then i want to do like a random movie um and then hilda was immediately she's like let's do black adam and back to the future too and i was like of course those two things of course go together why wouldn't they go together um so i'm very happy for that so thank you hilda for that and i'm sure uh we'll leave maybe up to the audience or maybe if nobody responds hilda could come up with another great combination of two movies i'm assuming wakanda forever has to be part of uh the the reviews coming up soon i've already so, got some uh i've already got some great ideas especially with the holidays coming up nice Especially nice. with classics. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. If you guys are watching this on video, uh, either on Facebook or YouTube, which we live forever, you've noticed that I have a T-shirt of the, that has the Movie Bros uh, podcast logo on it. You can find that at T Public. All the links are in the bio. So thank you guys for checking us out. Appreciate you. Love you guys. Uh, and that's how movies are watched, guys. Peace. <laughs>